From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, preventing myopia. But after implementation of the 10-10-1-20, the prevalence uh, decrease continues. Pathological myopia is managed in a number of ways, but undoubtedly the best way is to prevent the condition in the first place. This is why it is important to identify children who are progressing rapidly toward hide myopia and intervene. I have featured on this podcast a number of authors on topical atropine. Today, we talk about environmental modification to decrease the incidence of myopia. Although myopia is a concern in Europe and the United States, it is a genuine public health problem in parts of the Far East. In Taiwan, a successful public health environmental modification has been instituted, and I'm delighted to have Pei Chang Wu, the developer of this project, discuss his work with me today. How common is myopia in Taiwan, and to what extent is myopia a public health problem? Yeah, uh, in Taiwan, the prevalence of myopia is uh, up to 84% in high school students. And the prevalence of high myopia is as high as 24%. So because, because the prevalence of myopia and high myopia appears to be linked. And I am retina specialist. And in my clinic, just like uh, yesterday, uh, three uh, in one clinic, uh, often we can see two to three uh, retina detachment from uh, high myopia patients. The public health issue is not just the decreased quality of life that comes with being highly myopic, but of course that it's it's associated with actual retinal pathology like detached retina and myopic uh, yeah. de- degeneration. Um, yeah. In addition, uh, in Taiwan, pathological myopia such as uh, myopic macular degeneration, now it is the irreversible uh, blindness cause uh, is the, the number one. How are Taiwanese children screened for myopia? From 1980s, the uh, government requests our uh, school nurse to uh, screen students' visual acuity every semester. So in all school sh- children. So every year they have two times of visual uh, acuity screening. And uh, all these data were uh, uh, uploaded to uh, Minister of Education. And the acuity is a sort of a of a surrogate for myopia in in these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the uh, kids with visual acuity, uncorrected visual acuity, less than twenty over twenty five or worse, uh, they will refer to ophthalmologist for further uh, psychopathological uh, refreshing to confirm the myopia. And uh, uh, we, if we see the uh, large-scale myopia screening by psychopressure refreshing in Taiwan, uh, it is the uh, myopia. It is very close to the reduced visual acuity prevalence. What interventions were proposed in 1999, and what effect did these have on myopia prevalence? Uh, in 1999, because of our previous myopia prevalence is increasing. And uh, it's noticed by our government. So our government uh, very uh, look very want to have some intervention for the uh, for the stopping myopia 
uh, prevalence increasing. So at that time, they have five years uh, program to promote a myopia prevention campaign. Uh, they have some interventions such as um, improving classroom lighting, adjusting table height, encouraging gazing into the distance, promoting near work breaks, and encouraging eye exercise. But after five years to uh, 10 years later, the prevalence of reduced visual acuity continues to deterioration. So uh, many teachers in schools, they were very disappointed and very discouraged. What new intervention did you propose in 2009? Because from 1999 to 2009, uh, 10 years later, our uh, uh, prevalence of redu reduced visual acuity still deterioration. So our uh, administrator, uh, they want to know what kind of new intervention can do to prevent myopia. And uh, at that time, I proposed the outdoor activity is a new and maybe a hopeful uh, intervention to uh, stop the myopia onset uh, from uh, updated uh, domestic and uh, international studies result. And tell me what what this intervention was. What 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 new thing did did you did you add? Yeah. Uh, so uh, at that time, at that meeting, I proposed some studies, such as one study is from uh, Sydney myopia study uh, and the Singapore myopia study. And they showing the comparison of the myopia prevalence in six to seven years old children of Chinese ethnicity uh, is different. Uh, because in Sydney, the myopia prevalence is just only 3%, but in Singapore is up to 30%. The most important difference between uh, these two sides is that uh, the time outdoor activities every week is uh, very huge difference. In Sydney, uh, children have almost 30.75 hours uh, per week out, outdoor activities, but in Singapore, only three hours per week. So uh, from this uh, study also showing that maybe outdoor activity has a very huge impact on the prevention of myopia onset. And in another study, uh, it is shown by the Jones in USA. And they also showing that even though uh, parents have myopia, but if their children have uh, 14 hours per week outdoor activity, they still can, can have as low as uh, risk in, uh, for that of the no myopia parents' children. So from these two studies, we can see that around uh, 14 hours per week may be a protective uh, factor, outdoor activity uh, for the myopia prevention. What is the program TNTN 120? TNTN uh, 120, TNTN, TN means uh, daily in Chinese. So TNTN 120 units uh, means that every day outdoor activity uh, 120 minutes and if we uh, it equal to two hours per day outdoor activity if we, we add up to one week it is uh, 14 hours per week so it is from my private 
uh, previous uh, talking about two study and uh, uh, in our government they changed the uh, they, they have the slogan for, for the Tian Tian Outdoor 120. We're going to be talking about a, a recently published study of yours. What was the question that your study sought to answer? Uh, we want to investigate the, the changes in the prevalence of reduced visual acuity. Uh, it is a proxy for the uh, myopia, uh, which is in Taiwan school students over 15 years period before and after promoting Thai outdoor program. Can I get you to describe the design of your study, of the study? Uh, this is a pro prospective cohort study based on the uh, Taiwan stu school student visual equity screening by the Ministry of Education in Taiwan. So every year we have the, the uh, poor uh, Taiwanese students visual equity prevalence and uh, changes. Uh, every year we had uh, what, over 1 million students data uploaded in the database. So we can see the, the change and the trend. And thus far, what have your findings been? What have your results been? Uh, our result shows that from 2001 to 2011, the prevalence of the reduced visual acuity of school children uh, increased from 35% to 50%. But after implementation of the 101020 auto program, the prevalence uh, decreased continues from 49% uh, to 46% in 2015. And uh, it is the first time to reverse the previous long-term increasing trend. And from the segmented regression analysis shows that after the intervention, the trend uh, changed significantly with a constant decrease by uh, minus 2.34% annually. Your findings support the idea that time spent outdoors is beneficial. Do you have an idea why this is true? Is the agent the outdoor light itself or, or is this merely a surrogate for physical activity? Uh, from some uh, basic study, they showing that outdoor activity may be due to the uh, intensity of the light, especially from outdoor uh, light, because outdoor light almost uh, over 2,000 to uh, maybe uh, uh, 20,000 or maybe 10,000 lux. But uh, in indoor, the light just only less than uh, maybe seven, eight hundred. Uh, uh, lux. So the, uh, some studies showing that the uh, strong light can induce our retina to uh, increase the dopamine release. And uh, some and uh, in basic study, dopamine could intraocular dopamine could inhibit the uh, ocular enlargement, such as ACL elongation. But uh, for the physical activity, some studies uh, showing that uh, they did not have made it a uh, very strong uh, association. But if it is outdoor physical activity, maybe it's better. And uh, now that we um, define that the, the strongest uh, protective factor for the myopia prevention is outdoor activity. But the, the risk factor is the long-term near work. So outdoor activity is a positive protective intervention. 
but physical activity is such as if you do the physical activity indoor, it's just a dampening the risk factor, but it did not give the uh, protective factor. So if you ask me, uh, physical activity, is it helpful? I, I think it may be a little bit helpful, but uh, outdoor is more strong. TNTN 120 was instituted at a time of peak prevalence of myopia in Taiwan. Are there any ideas about why the prevalence of myopia had been increasing before the initiation of TNTN 120? Yeah, because in Taiwan, the academic stress is increasing uh, uh, from this period. Uh, every children, they needed to uh, have very uh, good uh, academic uh, expression and to for their uh, pay, parents' anticipation. I am going to ask you something that was not directly studied in, in this paper. I'm really asking more uh, of, of your sense. Is there a dose response to the time spent outdoors? Yeah, uh, from our previous study, uh, the first uh, uh, intervention try is named the Rook uh, study. It's the races outside classroom. Uh, this study uh, add uh, around 80 minutes uh, per day outdoor activity for the children because they are required to go outdoor during the races. And after one year, we can see that the myopia onset would uh, reduce uh, around half of students, 50%. But uh, the, in the other study from China, uh, they also have 40 minutes per day outdoor activity for uh, three years later. The prevalence of myopia uh, could reduce around 9%. So if more time outdoor, the effect may be more prominent. But for the intensity of the light, we have the other study. It uh, is the school-based uh, clinical trial study. Uh, it's then the ROCT uh, trial. A doctor study is the races outside classroom try a study. It showed that uh, uh, strong light intensity uh, could uh, inhibit the myopia uh, progression, but even though in the moderate light intensity, such as in hallway, uh, such as under the tree shade, uh, if you have the enough time, you still can get the uh, similar. Uh, myopia prevention uh, uh, effect. So uh, I think there is some dose uh, response uh, for the outdoor. These are very powerful findings. I'm curious whether this initiative is being taken up by other countries. This policy intervention wanted to introduce it uh, to other countries, such as especially in Asia. Uh, many parents, they took uh, the academic performance very uh, intensively, so maybe outdoor activity would be, uh, this uh, policy would be uh, introduced to other countries. As I know, uh, such as in China and in Singapore, uh, they recently have this uh, kind of the policy to promote outdoor activity to prevent the uh, increasing prevalence of myopia. 
outdoor activity, it uh, not only could prevent myopia, I think that it also have uh, many uh, advantages in different aspects, such as uh, it can reduce the obesity, it could uh, increase the uh, social uh, uh, with others, and uh, it can uh, get our uh, mood become happier. So I think it is uh, to promote outdoor activity from the prevention of myopia and finally uh, to the poor, uh, uh, our body. Dr. Wu, I want to thank you so much for bringing this really important work to us. And, and certainly congratulations for initiating something that's right. going to help you know, many, many, many children. Uh, and most of all, I want to thank you for the generosity of the time that you've spent with me today. Uh, yes, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. You are a very important uh, interview. Pei Chang Wu is director of the Department of Ophthalmology at the Kaohsiung Chang Gong Memorial Hospital in Taiwan. He's also associate professor at the Kang Gong University of Taiwan and principal investigator of Taiwan School Children Vision Care Program in the Taiwan Ministry of Education in Taipei, Taiwan. His paper, Increased Time Outdoors is followed by reversal of the long-term trend towards reduced visual acuity in Taiwan primary school students is in press in ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Wu or any of our previous guests or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iWorld.org. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.